I'm Alexi Mostras, the journalist behind Sweet Bobby, and I've got a new investigative podcast called Hoaxed. It's the story of a lie that turned into the most serious conspiracy theory to hit Britain in decades, and the people who got sucked up into its vortex. Search for Hoaxed to listen today. Dulce Alaves was five years old at the time of her disappearance. She was last seen September 16th. 2019 at the Bridgeton City Park in Bridgeton, New Jersey, at around 4pm. She had run to the swings at the playground with her three-year-old brother, while her mother, Nomia Alves Perez, she stayed in the car with her eight-year-old sister to help her with her homework. Dulce is Hispanic, three foot five, weighed 60 to 70 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a pink long-sleeved shirt with an elephant on the front, black and white pants with flowers and butterflies printed on them, and white dress shoes. Dulce is currently on the FBI Most Wanted Missing Persons list, and she is considered endangered missing. There is currently a $75,000 reward for information leading to her whereabouts. If Dulce Alaves is still alive today, she would be six years old. Before we begin, those of you who already are familiar with this story, you will know that it is hard to separate the real facts from those that are speculated and fabricated. We here at Stolen Lives are here for the victim and their families, and we want to focus on what we actually know. So we've tried our best to steer away from the rumours and just focus on what we do know, so we can bring Dulce home. This is Dulce's story. Nightmare coming true for a mother in South Jersey after her daughter disappears from a park. No one, where's your emergency? I can't find my daughter. Okay, when was the last time you seen her? We were there at the port and people said that probably somebody took her. Police tell Eyewitness News that this Amber Alert was issued yesterday late in the evening after investigators interviewed and re-interviewed a number of people who were out here at this Bridgeton Park. Authorities say she was lured away while playing in Bridgeton. The five-year-old was last seen in the afternoon on September 16th, playing on the swings and then vanished. Developments tonight in the search for five-year-old Dulce Alaves. More than 100 officers from different departments combed the area for evidence through the vast wooded region and by air. Authorities believe a man lured this little girl into a van and drove off. There's still no sign of Dulce Alaves, the little girl believed to have been kidnapped from a South Jersey Park Monday afternoon. A $65,000 reward is now being offered for information leading to the whereabouts of the five-year-old little girl. Dulce is now on the FBI's most wanted list. We encourage the public to report anything 
that they believe may be suspicious or related to this investigation. I just want to find her. I want to find her that she's okay. Nothing bad's happening to her. Little Dulce's family is holding on to hope. Police say the best way to help is to memorize this face in case you see her. Please call the FBI, they say, if you have any information. Dulce Maria Alaviz was born April 25, 2014, to mother, 14-year-old Nomia Alaviz Perez, and her father, Edgar Perez, who was 18 years old at the time. You heard that right, Nomia was only 13 years old when she got pregnant with Dulce. Initially, Edgar did not believe he was Dulce's father, and he refused to acknowledge her existence or see her as a baby. He would return to his home of Mexico when Dulce was only a baby. This would change in 2019. Edgar, who had family still living in Bridgeton, they would show Edgar photos of Dulce and he would see the resemblance between himself and the little five-year-old girl. He would tell Nomia he wanted to be part of his daughter's life and he was going to seek custody. September 2019 19-year-old Nomia would also have a three-year-old little boy, Manuel, and she would be five months pregnant to boyfriend, 27-year-old Edgar Martinez. Dulce was in kindergarten in Buckshulm Road School, and she loved the movie Frozen. Her favourite thing to do was to dress up as Elsa from Frozen. Dulce lived with her grandparents, and Nomia shared custody with them. From our research, there was nothing of concern about this arrangement. There was no reports of neglect or abuse. Nothing was going on besides Nomia still being a teenager, with soon-to-be three very young children, and her parents wanted to support her and their grandchildren as much as possible to ensure they were all being well cared for. Nomia's parents, Dulce's grandparents, they had migrated from Bridgeton some 20 years previously from Mexico for a better life for their young family. Bridgeton is a small suburb of Cumberland County with a population of about 25,000 in 2019. It is a very close-knit community made up mostly of immigrant families. According to a recent U.S. census, about one in five people in Bridgeton are not U.S. citizens. September 16, 2019 started out like any other day. In the afternoon, Nomia decided she was going to take Dulce and Manuel, as well as her eight-year-old sister Camilla, for ice cream, and then to the local playground for a play. Just before 4pm, the last official non-family sighting of Dulce would be on CCTV footage at a local ice cream shop. It captures Dulce choosing an ice cream, and excitedly leaving the store with her special treat. The group would then drive to the Bridgeton City Park, behind the high school off Babe Ruth Drive in Bridgeton, New Jersey, 
arriving at around 4pm. Nomia would pull into the parking lot next to the basketball courts and about 90 feet from the playground. Nomia would later state that she could see the entire playground from the car, except for the swings, which was over a small hill. Regardless, Camilla had homework that needed to be done, so Nomia stayed in the car to help her finish it, while completing a scratch card. While five-year-old Dulce and three-year-old Manuel ran off on their own to play on the swings ahead. I'm Alexi Mostras, the journalist behind Sweet Bobby, and I've got a new investigative podcast called Hoaxed. It's the story of a lie that turned into the most serious conspiracy theory to hit Britain in decades and the people who got sucked up into its vortex. Search for Hoaxed to listen today. Nomia would later admit that there would be a five to ten minute period where she could not see her children. Now anyone with kids would know that this is a long time without having eyes on them. This is even more so when they are as young as Nomia's two children. I mean, no one is perfect, but five to ten minutes is a long period of time for children this age, and so much can happen. In saying that, Nomia is still young herself, and she is an inexperienced parent. And for those who know her, naive. I know that 25-year-old first-time parent me made decisions that 30-year-old third-time parent me would never. This does not make 25-year-old me or Nomia a bad parent. Internet trolls have pulled the race card and blamed Nomia's culture for her not keeping a close eye on her children. To me, it's definitely an age and experience thing. You make mistakes as a parent, and most of the time, nothing bad happens. Unfortunately, this was one occasion where the parent and child wasn't as fortunate. Regardless, this is where the story splits into two versions. Nomia's accounts and the account the police claim Nomia gave them in her official report. Nomia's account is that at some point during this 5-10 to minute period, she realised she couldn't see or hear the children anymore. She rushed to the playground to find Manuel crying with his ice cream on the ground. Dulce is nowhere to be seen. Manuel tells his mother that someone threw his ice cream on the ground and Dulce ran off. He pointed to where she ran to, near some storage buildings next to the park. In the official police timeline of events, after five to ten minutes, Manuel came running back to the car crying. He no longer had his ice cream and he pointed to an area where he last saw his sister an area with some storage sheds. 
despite which story is actually the correct version of what happened. And we'll go with Nomia's for the sake of this story. There is so many contradicting moving parts in this story. Perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle. Regardless, Nomia and her sister looked for Dulce for around 10 to 15 minutes. When they couldn't find her, Nomia called her brother. He got to the park relatively quickly, bringing his eight-month-old puppy along, who was close with Dulce to help with the search. Dulce also loved dogs, and the thought process was if Dulce was playing hide-and-seek, which was the initial thought, she would see the puppy and come running back. Nomia would also speak to a group of four young girls who were playing at the basketball courts. The initial witness statement was that they saw a black man and a Mexican man with two children. This story would ultimately change a number of times, to Dulce running from two black men towards the basketball court, to finally two black men throwing Manuel's ice cream on the ground and then Dulce running away towards the storage buildings. That these men or men, the story again would change to the potential abductor being a single man and not two men. But this man or men were driving a red van with tinted windows and sliding rear doors. It is also important to state that at no time did anyone at the park witness an actual abduction. No one would ever report the men actually physically putting Dulce in the van and driving off with her. They only witnessed Dulce and her brother playing, and maybe one or two African-American, or an African-American man and an Hispanic man, or one African-American man, or one Hispanic man, there are so many different reports, but one man or two men in the same general area to where Dulce ran to. In saying that, and I did warn you about contradicting reports, but I did see a few news reports stating the girls did see the men, or men, throw Dulce in the van and drive off. But these were never substantiated, and they would never be confirmed by police as being accurate. At least not publicly confirmed as being accurate anyway. This search would continue until 10 to 5, when Nomia contacted 911 to report her daughter missing. 911, where's your emergency? Um, I can't find my daughter. Okay, when was the last time you seen her? We were there at the park, and people said that somebody, probably somebody took her. Okay. How old is she? She's five years old. Okay, and what park are you at? Here in Bridgeton Park. Okay, where at in the Bridgeton Park are you? Um, the one with the basketball court where high school is. Okay, so you're at the basketball courts behind the high school? Yes. Okay. And uh, what was she seeing last wearing? She was wearing, um, um, give me a second. Um, 
remember what clothes she was wearing, but she was wearing, I just remember her pants. She was wearing like a flower, flowery pants and some heels, some white heels. Okay. Hi, right, ma'am. Stay in line. I'm going to turn you over to the police, okay? You said she was five, correct? Yes. All right. Hello, ma'am? Hello. Hi, did you see which direction your child went? No, um, we were in the car. She she came down with my son. They were running to the park, and then me and my sister we came down. But when when, when we got here at the park, she wasn't here. They they said that my son was just crying with his ice cream because uh, somebody um threw his ice cream in the floor, and my daughter just ran away. All right, you didn't see anyone else around there that she could possibly have went with. No, not no that I know of. Because we didn't saw no one. There's just some other people that. They're here that said that they saw her running running through um through some houses in the back. And they they said that they saw two per they saw two men. They saw a black guy and they saw so who's, who's, a Mexican who's man with who's two kids. They, who's saying that they saw them? But there's people here in the basketball court that they saw her. They said that they saw her running. From the initial 911 call, Nomia was adamant that Dulce would not have willingly left with a stranger. She said in interviews that Dulce was a very shy little girl and didn't talk to people she didn't know. That her children were taught stranger danger from a very young age, and they would put up a fight if someone had tried to take one of them that both Dulce and Manuel knew to never leave with a stranger, that if someone tried to take them, that they needed to scream as loud as they could so someone could hear them and help them. However, Nomia does admit in her Dr. Phil interview that it is possible that Dulce could have been lured away with promises of playing with a puppy. Nomia would then go on to contradict herself, though. She believes that an African-American man that the witnesses saw, that he is responsible for Dulce's abduction. But neither she, nor Dulce, nor anyone in her family knew an African-American man well enough for Dulce to willingly leave the park with, without her mother or brother. Nomia does mention in her Dr. Phil interview that she suspected an old friend may have taken Dulce, that this friend had tried to date her and showed an interest in learning more about Dulce. Nomia rejected this man's advances, but he apparently kept persisting. Now, Nomia would later recant this statement and say that she felt pressure to name someone in this interview. More than 60 police officers, family, friends and volunteers would search the 1,000-acre park in the days and weeks following the disappearance. New Jersey State Police helicopter, equipped with infrared technology, was involved to search the denser areas, while foot police and canine units searched from the ground. The following day, this search would extend to the nearby Sunset Lake, with a dive team scouring the water for any sign of the five-year-old. September 17th, 10pm, an Amber Alert would be issued and the FBI commenced their involvement in the case. 
as with the criteria of Amber Alerts, a description of a person of interest in a vehicle was included. It was reported that police were interested in speaking with a light-skinned, possibly Hispanic man, who was approximately five foot six. He was of thin build with acne and no facial hair. He was last seen wearing a black shirt, red pants and orange sneakers. He was driving a red van with tinted windows and sliding rear doors. September 24th, the FBI would be in contact with Dulce's father, Edgar Perez, in Mexico. He would be quickly cleared of suspicion. Nomia and her family have also said they don't suspect that Edgar was involved. Police would also speak with Nomia's current partner, Edgar Martinez, about the abduction. It was during this questioning it was discovered he was reportedly an undocumented Mexican citizen and he would be taken into custody of the Immigration and Custom Enforcement Agency, better known as ICE. There is so many rumours with this case, and one of those was that Martinez was going to be deported back to Mexico, and this was not the case. He was later released. But these rumours did not assist the police in getting the largely immigrant community of Bridgeton to open up to them about possible suspicious persons or anything they may or may not have seen or heard surrounding Dulce's abduction. The relationship between the local immigrant community and law enforcement agencies was already on edge, as there had been several high-profile ice raids in 2019, the last one being in the August, where 680 undocumented immigrants were arrested and deported from nearby Mississippi. For their part, though, the police did all they could to close the gap even bringing in Spanish-speaking officials to speak with potential witnesses. But it would be naive to believe that the apprehension did prevent people to speaking with the police. Day five of the investigation, more rumours would spread. They would spread to the point the police would hold a press conference asking people to stop the whispers as it was hampering the investigation. The Dr. Phil interview, which I've already mentioned throughout this episode, it didn't help the situation either. Nomia agreed to take part in the highly publicised interview to spread awareness of her daughter's disappearance. But instead, it pointed the finger further in her direction. It created more suspicion towards her for her behaviour. We will provide links to this interview in the show notes, but you will see that she speaks with no emotion, no panic or desperation. And this led to more rumours and potential theories being put forward by armchair detectives. Theories would spread on true crime and unsolved mysteries forums that the reason Nomia had her sister stay in the car during the abduction 
was so there wouldn't be any miscommunication which child was to be taken. False rumours would also allege that Nomiya was arrested and had sold her daughter. This was untrue and unproven. Police did give Nomiya a polygraph, which she passed, and they searched her phone, computer, and the car they were all in that day. Nothing suspicious was found, and they were all given back to her. Something that wouldn't have happened if police believed that she was a potential suspect. This did not stop the public from verbally abusing the young mother. One incident would happen at one of the official searches at the park. After not eating for 36 hours, Nomiya accepted a slice of pizza from a family member. A volunteer approached her and verbally abused her for eating instead of searching for her daughter. This is a pregnant woman who desperately needed to eat for strength not only for herself, but also the health of her unborn child. But the abuse got so bad that in the end, Nomiya was told by police to stay away from the search efforts due to the critical comments about her behaviour and false assumptions about her past that was distracting from the investigation. Now, it is important to take some time to state that everyone reacts differently under times of stress. Oniko and I have no issues with Nomiya not crying or showing a lot of emotion during interviews in the 911 call. We have to remember that Nomiya is still quite young, and just because someone doesn't act like we would act in times of crisis, it doesn't make it wrong. For example, I laugh and say very inappropriate things when I'm feeling uncomfortable. And unfortunately, I have reacted not quote-unquote normal at funerals or when friends and acquaintances tell me about a death or relationship breakdown. That doesn't mean I don't care or I'm heartless. It's just how I process emotions under certain stresses and this may be how Nomiya processed the disappearance of her daughter. Spokesperson for the family, Jackie Rodriguez, received a letter postmarked Cleveland, Ohio. Received a letter postmarked Cleveland, Ohio in March 2020. This letter contained slips of paper filled with scribbled, mostly illegible phrasings and written in Spanish but the words Alaska and Mexico were mentioned, along with references to American historical events, 1776, the Civil War, and a kid's home orphanage. Whether this was a legitimate tip, we don't know. It was never confirmed by the police. Since then, Jackie is no longer involved with assisting the family with the case. She has said publicly that she has been hospitalised because of panic attacks brought on by these letters and she is scared for her safety. Since Dulce's disappearance, Nomia has gone on to have another little girl. She has said in interviews that she rarely leaves the house now and does not respond to phone calls or text messages. 
She has also spoke of the effect Dulce's disappearance has had on her little brother Manuel. Nomia has stated that Manuel is now withdrawn and responds with aggression and anger in certain situations, something he didn't do when he had his best friend, his sister by his side. Dulce Alaves was five years old at the time of her disappearance. Dulce is Hispanic, three foot five. She weighed 60 to 70 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a pink long-sleeved shirt with an elephant on the front, black and white pants with flowers and butterflies printed on them, and she was wearing white dress shoes. Dulce is currently on the FBI Most Wanted Missing Persons list, and she is considered endangered missing. There is a $75,000 reward for information leading to her whereabouts. If Dulce Alaves is still alive today, she would be six years old. If you have your own thoughts about the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on this podcast, please search Stolen Lives Podcast on Facebook. Like our page to make sure you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to share your ideas and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter. Search Lives underscore Stolen and on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please share on your social media of choice and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. This episode has been researched, written, hosted and produced by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. I'm Alexi Mostras, the journalist behind Sweet Bobby, and I've got a new investigative podcast called Hoaxed. It's the story of a lie that turned into the most serious conspiracy theory to hit Britain in decades, and the people who got sucked up into its vortex. Search for Hoaxed to listen today. Today.